video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. Hello, my watch. name is Justin McClure, and I'm here today with Mark Hanson. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast, where we go weekly through every new Blu-ray and DVD that are coming to this store. This store. Yeah, I wonder if people, like, they're like, wait a minute, you didn't talk about this Mondo Macabro limited edition that came out this week. It's like, I'm sorry. Come on. Everything that we get, and you guys get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't need anything else, right? This is all you need <laughs> know, right? in the world. World. We like 100 titles a week, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this week we have Apprentice to Murder being released from Arrow. Based on a true story, Dr. East, despite a four-year mental hospital stay, continues to practice as a healer in a small town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> from Ralph L. Thomas, the director of The Terry Fox Story. Did wow, you watch The Terry Fox Story? I've never seen The Terry Fox what? Story. What? I would have thought that you would have been like legally obliged when you're in class. <laughs> I thought I would have to. I mean, we all learned about Terry Fox, right? mm-hmm. so. No, I never had to watch I've that. never heard of this movie before. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever heard of this movie? No, I haven't, but Arrow's putting it out, so <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure there's yeah, there's some fans out there. Or, you know, they've been doing a lot of catalog titles where they're like, I don't know, should we put this out, should we not? And they just, you know, like that um, Roger Corman using anime footage yeah, movie yeah, that came yeah, out. Exactly. Did you guys sell any copies of that? Uh, one or two. <laughs> one or two, okay, well, that's that enough, I would one. say. This one, I think, like... I don't know. It's got Donald Sutherland in it. The mm-hmm. way it like is presented seems like, oh, this must have been like a uh, cool cult movie yeah. in the eighties. And then you look it up, and it's like, oh, nobody's, nobody's talking ever about seen this. this. Yeah. Never been on DVD at all. Before. Not even DVD. Nope. Wow. I think it's probably on tape. You know, yeah. I would probably be excited to check it out if it didn't have that Terry Fox involvement, which makes me go like, <laughs> I watched yeah. that movie like a, a dozen times in school. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mondo Macabro is putting out Killer of Dolls and Woman Chasing the Butterfly. These are interesting yeah. because they're ones that are not known as cult films. Um, a Killer of Dolls is a Spanish one, and mm-hmm. Woman Chasing the Butterfly of Death has the notable um, uh, origins of being from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And not from South Korea when it actually became popular in like the early 2000s, but way before that in the yeah. 70s, where they had no international exports at that point in right, time. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Woman Chasing the Butterfly of Death. It's fun. It's almost okay. like an art experimental kind of like hallucinatory film. Okay. Like the first act is about a guy that like he murders a man whose will is so powerful he refuses to die which means that man <laughs> shows up as a skeleton and he's like you can't kill me yeah. <laughs> and then it just spins out into a million different directions after that I mean Mondo Macabro it's a label I really love especially when they yeah. like dig up these really obscure films from around the world well it seems like that's more the direction they're going in mm-hmm. these days since they have to compete with bigger labels they get some of the more yeah. you know known titles they kind of <laughs> go for these more obscure experimental <laughs> cult stuff, which I, I like yeah. personally. Don't you guys want um, a new Jess Franco film? Oh, yeah. and they, like they love Jess Franco. Uh, Countess Perversion. <laughs> Countess Perversion. They don't get like the classy Jess Franco no, films. No, they that, the they, yeah, they get the <laughs> real they, you know, obscure they late period. Like they're really oh, classy. Yeah. And then we sell a bunch of them, and I'm not sure if people really realize that. They have like going. painted covers know, and stuff yeah. like that. It looks real it's good. Cool, yeah. Um, we, uh, from Vinegar Syndrome, Bloody New Year, another Norman J. Warren film. Now, me and yeah, Mark have talked over the months about Norman J. Warren. People mostly, love this guy. Eh? Mostly because he, a million films of his have been released and not a fan. No. Like, I appreciate him if you hear him talk like his movie The Terror yeah. is one that he made because he wanted to rip off Suspiria after seeing it. Yeah, right. And it's like Suspiria if it was extra talky. <laughs> and his films are released by like a million labels because you have a box set of them, 
right? That were put out by... Well, Vinegar Syndrome initially has been putting a mm-hmm. bunch of these uh, in North America, but uh, the UK label Indicator, which we get stuff in from there, has put out a really nice box set a little while back called Bloody Terror, and it contain- contained three or four of his films mm-hmm. in, like, even more deluxe special yeah. editions than even the Vinegar Syndrome had. So if you're a big Norman J. Warren head, I yeah, mean, Inseminoid, the, yeah, if you Terror, stuff, I mean, Bloody I've, New Year, I've only seen Prey. Uh, show, yeah, right? Prey. That's yeah. the one in the forest. Yeah, or the alien dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's all right. It's like funny, bad in a few yeah. moments, but you know, <laughs> he obviously has his fans. Yeah, because you cannot keep these copies on the shelf. <laughs> no, uh, they sell well. So a pal of mine got me like the slipcase version. It's all nice, bloody mm-hmm. New Year, which has an amazing cover. It's like right. a skeleton with like a birthday hat yeah, on. I believe. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great cover. <laughs> uh, Vinegar Syndrome is also putting out Lust in the Dust, a Paul yeah, Bartel film, Paul uh, starring Tab Hunt. Hunter and Divine, one I've not seen, even though that, you know, people like it. Yeah, I missed out this on this one, too. I mean, I've seen other Paul Bartel movies. Mm-hmm. Love, love him. Love him. Uh, Eating, Raoul, Eating Raoul. Death Race 2000. Yeah, yeah. I just love his story as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I just think he was so idiosyncratic. Um, yeah. I saw his film, uh, his, like, long-lost last film. Oh, did you? Showed at the Royal. Wait, well, so it was on the same night as something. It was during TIFF. It was so during it was TIFF. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. How was uh, it? It was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was actually interesting. It, <laughs> it was the last it film. It wasn't great, yeah. Yeah, but it was... I still just like that he was just so himself, you mm, know, and right up until the right end. Right up until the end. Um, and this one, yeah, I know is one of his favorites. Um, it's got a huge cult following, mm. um, and it's been out of print for a while, so it's nice to have. Yeah, like, a nice. Yeah, it was one of those DVDs it. you'd always see on like the expensive yeah, shelf in used like, stores because it's, like, it's like not a good looking. <laughs> yeah. So finally, you have it on Blu-ray, all remastered from Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. Uh, I actually missed Satan Slave, another Norman J. Warren film is out. <laughs> Can't yeah, get enough no, of that I'm Norman sorry. J. Warren. <laughs> He's very yeah, active too. Like he does commentaries. He did he interviews. Because I remember watching Inseminoid when I was a teenager and being like, "Oh, this is not good." <laughs> but, but he has he does so many commentaries on it. Yeah. You know what? You gotta love the passion. Yeah, yeah that's right. We, we talk about <laughs> these directors that just keep making their movies. Yeah. And you know what? But he I can't actually, he actually only had like a very small period that's where true, he made films, yeah. but he made cult films, ones that have cool titles like Bloody New Year's so they can get oh, out yeah, there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you love Norman J. Warren, send us an email. Yeah. Uh, not an email. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, why. let us know. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll read out your thoughts on air. Um, Vinegar Syndrome was also putting out Night Beast, probably the most famous Don Dollar yeah, film, Don I would say. I mean, I love Don Dollar. Don Dollar's another guy who's stuck has been finding its way to Blu-ray mm. recently. I know Massacre Video has been putting it. Oh, yeah, they put they out put Fiend, Fiend. Yeah, which uh, Fiend, really people nice may not know, actually has uh, one of Don Dolor's almost last films, Blood Massacre, as a right. bonus feature on the disc. Yeah, it's not listed really nice on job. the... Yeah. So, uh, I, Night Beast is one that, you know, it only has one monster in it, not as fun as the other Don Dolor film, no. but it's a very iconic one. If you, <laughs> like... Um, I don't know how you would describe his face. It's almost like... It's like um, puckery, like he's almost <laughs> yeah. doing like a duck Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 film. I believe it was, yeah. yeah. Um, I would know that. But... I'm not a Mystery Science <laughs> Theater 3000 fan. <laughs> yeah, it's prime. You know, Don Diller's a prime MST 3K guy, yeah. Fiend is one that, like, doesn't even have a monster. It just has, like, a guy that's kind of zombie Yeah, I know. I think he shoots lasers out of his eyes, if I recall correctly. And speaking of eyes, two evil eyes from Blue Underground. Yeah. Man, this cult section this week is a real, like, yeah, not for us. And this one's a cool 47.95 on uh, <laughs> Did you sell any? 
Yeah, we still have a few. Okay. Parts. I mean, Blue Underground does a really nice. The, they do a really good job. Limited editions they're putting out. They put out like New York Ripper recently and <laughs> Zombie. They've been doing the Fulci stuff. I remember yeah. William Lustig was interviewed. I think maybe a year ago on a podcast, <laughs> oh, and he's yeah. like Arrow and all these people that keep re-releasing film. It's yeah. like he's like, it's not financially viable. Why would I do it again? And then he's like, but what if I made it almost fifty dollars? <laughs> Blue Underground has released Maniac like a hundred times. Yeah, but now in a 4K <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Two Evil Eyes gets the same treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I got to say about Two Evil Eyes. I remember, I know, again, well, being a teenager I mean, and getting it. Yeah, and being my like, memory of it's really vague. Because oh, I, I the George Romero segment straight up sucks. Yeah, just boring. And that's what most people say. And uh, the Arge- one person said the George Romero segment's great and the Argento segment sucks. That is when bananas. Bought it, when bought it this week, yeah. Um, so. The Argento one is... Again, bananas. It's crazy. He puts so much stuff into it. There's like a guillotine. There's like um, Harvey Keitel acting up a storm. Yeah, yeah. He gets impaled through the mouth at one point in a dream sequence. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I remember loving that segment, and maybe they have enough special features to actually make it worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, like the context behind it. Three disc set again. Mm-hmm. Looks beautiful. It's got that uh, hologram, hologram cover. Cover. You know, you can't resist that. I don't I, know. I, I, mean, I mean, if you've already bought the other ones, I guess you got to get this one. Zombie. I guess they're doing so, House right? by the Cemetery. They're, by the cem- they're just oh going back God. to the Fulci. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ones that haven't released in 4K that people would buy. Uh, Ugh, people would do it. Good question. They no, they haven't. They're big ones so far because I feel like Maniac, New York Ripper, and Zombie mm. are like their three big titles. Oh, so it is a UHD disc, right? No, it's not. It's, it's not. Just okay, but remastered in 4K. <laughs> no, so, thank you. Yeah, no. Blue Underground <laughs> hasn't gone into the 4K realm yet. They will. They will. I feel but, like uh, it, uh, maybe you know, in the next. Synapses was Suspiria mm. in a couple weeks, and then you know or. Friends of Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome, Syndrome. <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex, baby. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the classics, we have uh, New York Stories, released by Kino. What's funny about that is that like it's a special edition, and I <laughs> look theatrical on it. trailer. There's literally yeah. nothing on it. I mean, who are they? I guess maybe Francis Ford Coppola could have maybe talked about his segment. People so. don't know there's like an anthology uh, yeah. thing, and maybe Martin Scorsese would have talked about his, which a lot of people say that. Some people say that's their favorite Martin Scorsese thing. Interesting. That, okay. Is it Nick Nolte or Chris Christopherson? I always get both of them confused. I think it's Nick Nolte. Yeah, I think it's one. Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen this. And uh, I mean, definitely Woody Allen. Can you imagine yeah, that I he's know. like, I do commentary on my <laughs> yeah, New like, York uh, Story thing? We don't watch you. It's yeah. Funny, but yeah, you'd think, like, it's the perfect time for this, you know, with, you know, you got Scorsese and Coppola shooting mm-hmm. all over Marvel movies these days. So you get this New York Stories release. I mean, the other release Kino's doing I... this week, Cundin, and they yeah, went all so out. They really went all out out on that one. Because it has a new commentary track. It has um, the 80-minute documentary that was made at the time of its shooting. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's like 30 to hour-long interviews with everybody. Like, Philip Glass does a 60-minute interview on the disc. That's crazy how much (laughs) is on this. They're like, listen, we know nobody really likes Cundin, (laughs) so we gotta make some, like, value proposition here. It's the one Scorsese title we can get our hands on, so let's do it big. Oh, it must be the only one they can get their hands on, right? Considering (laughs) that that's, like, the first one that's ever released. Right. Did you you watch this movie? No, I haven't had a (laughs) chance to watch it, because I'm like, oh, three. Actually, it's only 130 minutes, so it's only two hours and change, which is less time than most superhero movies. Feels longer. Though, yeah, right? because it's like outside of Scorsese's normal style. Yeah. The booklet actually has a title, Why Did Martin Scorsese Make Content? <laughs> no I don't know if it answers that question, but it's really funny that okay. that's the title of the booklet. Um, but yeah, I picked it up because I'm fascinated to see like behind the scenes, yeah. like what propelled him to make this, and finally give it the chance that it deserves. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's <laughs> one of his lesser appreciated films. Roger but... Ebert at the time was like, ugh, not interested. Yeah. He was like, oh, the movie's good, I wouldn't watch it again, which is a very harsh <laughs> critique from That's, Roger Ebert. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, buy Cundon, guys, please. Have you sold any other copies other than just we to me? A couple. Okay. A couple. So yeah, the curious. People, there's there's curious people out there. I don't know. I mean, Scorsese's big again right now. Yeah. The Irishman coming out this weekend. It's weird that Scorsese, like, he was never. He like there were some special editions that came out of his movies, but they yeah. were pretty lame. They it's, were, yeah. It, I mean, I think that the Taxi Driver one they did was pretty yeah. nice, but outside of that, why won't he just sit down and do a real things. commentary track? It's all yeah, edited I commentaries. Know. I'm not sure. I mean, Criterion put out a couple of his things. Like, yeah, Last Temptation of Christ. And last Temptation. Yeah, Age of, of Innocence. Oh yeah, I forgot they had put out Age yeah, of Innocence. Yeah, and that was more recent. That was a really nice mm -hmm. edition. But you think more of these movies, like his yeah. classic, classic ones, like King of Comedy or Raging Bull, like they just exist in like boring standard Blu-rays with mm -hmm. barely anything on them. So yeah, I want that full Wolf of Wall Street or Hugo uh, special yep, edition or yep. uh, what is it, Shutter Island? <laughs> yeah, Shutter give it to me. Island. Oh, you didn't like Shutter Island? No, like nah, Shutter me neither. <laughs> but my friend loved it, it so for, much. Like, the first hour or so. And yeah, then, like, and then you caught on. You're like, like, oh no, it's just crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. It's not about the destination, Mark. It's about no, the and journey. I get that. And, I, and I could take pleasure and just what he was doing with it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it was still, like, too obvious. Yeah, it was. And, when it, and it's two and a half hours. Know, it's too long for You're that. like Scorsese. We've all seen this movie before. Listen, if you're the people you're ripping off would have made this movie, it would have been 75 I minutes know, long. Right? <laughs> uh, so Indicator is putting out uh, They Made Me a Fugitive, yeah. which is, um, after World War II, a former RAF airman uh, joins a gang of black market smuggler thieves, but when a robbery goes wrong, Clem is caught framed for a policeman's murder and sent to prison where he plots escape and revenge. Directed by Alberto uh, Cavalcati, the director Cavalcati. of Dead of Night, yeah. which is a really fun anthology film. Uh, sometimes discussed as the first true horror anthology right, film. Yeah. yeah. Which is the one with the dummy segment, mm -hmm. if people are trying to remember which, which one it is. Which also came out recently, too. Yeah. Our... So Indigator slash Powerhouse are really diving into like these yeah. kind of obscure films and giving the big special editions. Yeah. And I mean, Kino actually put this one out oh, did they? years ago on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's um, but more of like a bare bones mm -hmm. edition. So this is kind of loaded. People really like this film, though. I mean, it's kind of an unsung noir. So Oh, yeah. yeah I've never heard of it before, yeah, before yeah. I saw it on this list. Uh, we also have uh, Time Without Pity. Uh, I guess the classic. I feel like Indicator's put a lot, a lot of his films out, but yeah. I may be wrong. Joseph Losey film. Yeah, I don't just... think I've ever seen a Joseph Losey <laughs> film. I know. I'm trying to think of a Joseph Losey uh, Did you ever see The Servant? That's like his no. big famous one. He yeah. remade um, M. Yes, he did. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... no, did he do the... The Prowler? Like yes, he did do The Prowler. Not the Joseph Cito yeah, one. Yeah, the serial killer. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that one. Yeah, Joseph Losey did direct um, that one. I haven't seen Yeah, you know, I like... I feel like every few months we get a Joseph Losey film. And you're like, like, this is the oh, one I should watch. Like, oh, I need to get into his film sometime. And then I just put it aside. <laughs> I never do. I remember reading some interviews with him and he was like famously like a pompous director. Yeah. Like when he, I think he saw Mike Nichols, uh, maybe his first film, and he told them, hey, can you cut these shots out because you're ripping me off? Uh, and it's like, <laughs> oh, come on. But he does have an interesting story because he was like exiled to England. Right. And he had to make films there. I always uh, come across his biography in like BMV that is massive. It's like a <laughs> thousand pages long and I'm like not today you know yeah. what after saying this I'm gonna watch a Joseph Losey film okay. today I'm okay. gonna go watch You're The Servant watch yeah. yeah okay okay I'll do it <laughs> okay so um, we also have Snow Falling on Cedars <laughs> which is from Shout Factory and I'm like ooh from the director of Shine <laughs> which I never saw even though this seems like I mean, I must have been conscious movies coming out at the time, but I've never heard of this one. It stars oh, no. uh, Rick Yoon, the I... star of Die Another Day. Yep, yep. <laughs> I remember this movie when it was coming out. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like this movie was everywhere when it was coming out. It was supposed to be like the big prestige Oscar oh, bait of really? like 1999. And 
Yeah, I never saw it at the time, but I just remember ads everywhere for it. I liked Ethan Hawke a lot. Mm. I was a teenager, so I was like, oh, Ethan Hawke's in this. You had an Ethan Hawke face? I Ethan Hawke. I still have an Ethan. Who's, who doesn't love Ethan Hawke? So Come were you now. like, yeah, um, uh, is it Winona Ryder? She picked correctly in Reality Bites. She shouldn't have gone with oh, Ben no. Stiller. She went with Ethan Hawke. No, Reality Bites is so bad. <laughs> like, Reality Bites is bad to the level of like, who, what? Who thought it's this so, was a good idea? I did like Reality Bites yeah. when I was a kid, and then I watched it again more recently. He like, is like such a petulant ago, child. Such a dick in it. Yeah. Like, wow, I can't believe I ever thought he was cool in this movie. <laughs> you throw your Jesus leather jacket Christ. into the fire. Not that I think Ben Stiller cares. Ben Stiller's lame. He's also an asshole too. They're both assholes and I feel like she should just not be with Those love them, triangle like, films, it's weird that I can't think of one, I'm sure they exist, where the character, because I have this problem with Scott Pilgrim as well, mm -hmm. which is like at Same the here. end, they should be like, you know what? I'm not right for either of you. Yeah, and I need, right? my self-identity needs to be like, I need to find myself in yeah. a different way. But you see studios being like, well, that's not. I know. Yeah, like that doesn't make people feel well. Reality Bites just like sells her out so hard. Just having him come back and be like, so my dad passed away. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. And then she's like, Okay, and then it just ends. It's like, fine. what the it's hell? Like, like, are you kidding me? Is the title so, Reality Bites like, know. reality does suck, and this is reality? I mean, maybe. Maybe that's what... I, I just don't feel like that was the vibe. No, I don't think so. Going for. But yeah, Ethan Hawke, I did like... I've never seen this film. <laughs> what? And you call yourself an Ethan Hawke fan. I know, I know, and I've always kind of wanted to, but... Well, you know, now it's out. It's a weird one, too, because Shout had announced this like a year ago or something. <laughs> like, and we then need it got to make delayed, it perfect. And it was like, so I know this is like some big. Does it have any special like, features? Anybody... Yeah, it's like got stuff on oh, it. Oh, it does. So yeah. it's not like the Great Waldo Pepper where no, they're like, it's got just a few the movie. On it, yeah. Okay. No, it's definitely got things on it. I just don't know. It's like you said, does mm. anybody remember or care about this movie? You know what, what people know. love that Shout Factory put out or the people that made it because they got so many people to do special features was Urban Legend. Mm -hmm. Like they could not. That's a great film <laughs> yeah. though. Come on And now. Valentine too. Oh yeah. Because that... people love the director. <laughs> yep. And they're like, oh, we just want to like participate in interviews yeah. and stuff like that. And they were like taken aback at the time. Yeah. And we so, sold a lot of Valentine did actually. You? And that movie is garbage. Oh wait, so you're urban, pro-Urban Legend. I love Urban Legend. Anti-Valentine. Valentine's just not as. You know fun what? To I'm more of a. I um, wanted it to be. I know what you did last summer, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. You I gotta like, pick one. Oh, Urban Legend. I like Urban Legend better than those mm. two. Yeah. If we're I, talking post scream slasher, yeah. Urban Legend's probably my favorite. But disturbing yeah, behavior trumps all. Of those, I do right? like disturbing. Disturbing behavior is not really a slasher. No. Yeah, it's not a fair comparison. Yes, I disturbing guess. Disturbing behavior is is right up there. <laughs> so hours and times being released by Oscilloscope from uh, it's a 1991 film. Yeah. That I think got recently re-released in theaters. Yeah, yeah, so they did kind of arrest her. This was like a real cult underground thing in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Munch was kind of an experimental filmmaker who did, I'm blanking on, he did a couple other films after that were that were kind of um, underground favorites. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was kind of his big first film, I think, and Oscilloscope just, yeah, because it's music-themed and everything, they just kind of went into it and did a brand-new restoration in the audio and everything. And yeah, because this is a movie about um, John Lennon, not the actual yeah, John no, Lennon, uh, yeah, and Brian Epstein uh, take a four-day holiday in Barcelona. There was, like, a weird phase in, like, the early yeah. 90s. It was, like, a Beatlemania in movies, because yeah, there was, like, a like whole, backbeat like, backbeat, and, stuff and like that, there were, yeah. like, some other, like, John Lennon goes on yeah. um, spiritual journey kind so of movies. I think it's, it's trying to be, like, like 
it's like a home movie sort mm. of thing. Like, yeah, oh, okay. Like I'm curious. Stuff. I it like oscilloscope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I can always get behind what oscilloscope releases. They just have mm. such a cool catalog. Uh, Milestone is putting out Bless Your Little Heart, which is a very uh, little-known film by uh, Billy Woodbury, and yes. it's a dramatic look into the life of a family in Watts. This is a film that is was very difficult to get for a long time. Yeah, so. this looks really interesting. I've always wanted to Because it this. is an African-American filmmaker, and it was like in the early 80s that it was made, so it was kind of fell between the cracks, mm -hmm. and this is the first, I think, official DVD release that it's gotten, and I believe yeah. it's DVD only, right? It's DVD only, yeah. Milestone, they tried Blu-rays out mm -hmm. for a while, but they do a lot of these kind of obscure yeah. stuff that has just never really gotten a release, so I think they were figuring the Blu-rays just weren't, weren't selling, selling yeah. so well. So, I mean, it, as long as it's they able put to out, watch. You know, like Killer of Sheep yeah. several years ago. That was kind of their first like big, big release, mm. I think, at that time, and they've kind of just been rolling from there, putting out some really good classic stuff that just doesn't get yeah. attention. I mean, speaking of classic stuff, finally, we have Cats, the 1998 stage play. <laughs> Just really in time for to... the movie? Thing yeah, you got Cats Fever? Yeah, I got... No, I don't. No, you don't? <laughs> I mean, I've got Cats Fever because I want to see how bad these this actually you know what? looks on screen. You go and CGI pay a ticket, cats, they win. You know? Actually, no, you'll probably see the press screening, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think I would pay for a ticket to see So, cats. I'm a huge Jesus Christ Superstar fan. Me too, like the stage play? Uh, or even or the, the movie. movie. I've, yeah, the, I've the, seen uh, the movie, love the movie. Yeah, love the music in that. I don't know what happened to Andrew Lloyd Webber after that? <laughs> yeah. Like, did he get hit on the head? Because a lot of his musicals seem to have one song that is repeated ad nauseum. Okay. And, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, I mean, you've seen Fan of the Opera with Jerry, have, J yeah. Jerry Butler. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Butler, yeah. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera is there. I mean, I like that one song, and I yeah. guess they assume that if I like that one, I'll like hearing it over, over and, and over again, and right? over again. Yeah. A Cats is a musical that has always mystified me. Anytime did you see cats on stage? No, I never yeah, saw I never cats. Saw did you? No, my parents did. Everybody like, did. Everybody did. It was like I some weird did. mass hypnosis. Yeah, I've it was never... just like people dancing around <laughs> on stage. <laughs> I've never read the like the the like the synopsis for cats. No, there's no, no story. No, it's they... like they just sing at each other for a while, and then one of them dies and goes up to heaven. <laughs> That's the plot of cats. Great. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, listen, I'm gonna look at an experimental artist. I just want to, <laughs> you know, have a show where people are on rollerblades and they're spinning around the stage. Ever hear about? that one starlight express yep, yep. where everyone's a choo-choo train yep, absolutely <laughs> why where's that movie what a genius you know? i mean that that trailer for cats like oh man the, uh, someone made a decision and everybody funny. underneath them is like i guess this is what we're doing sure. <laughs> yeah like, question the top i guess oh boy because that looks terrible what if it just works on film <laughs> there's maybe, no there's... maybe we're just you know it'll come out it'll we'll be, be like, the fools wow it'll be like avatar or something <laughs> it'll be like oh, oh i want to dress up as a cat well i mean i saw avatar i was like oh boy yeah, I, I hate Avatar, full disclosure. Oh, I got some good James Cameron stories to tell oh, okay, you afterwards yeah, that okay, I wrote from okay. Inside Sources. Oh, I can't wait. But, uh, yeah, so Cats the Stage so, yeah, Play. I Get mean, it for your parents. Yeah, you can watch it on HD, yeah, yeah. for the holiday season. You can all sit down in front of your TV, and it's like you're in the theater with cats. <laughs> all the cats. In cats. circa 1998, though. Yeah, so. that's right. So the good cats, the that's good what people cats, remember, the yeah. The original stage play. Yeah, not these imposers, yeah. uh, the imposters. And we imposers. also have an Andrew Lloyd Webber DVD collection set that came out this week too what so it did it's not on this list i know i didn't know what else is on there it's cats it's joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat uh, all the hits jesus christ and superstar yeah i think that's on so there. all stage play versions one, right four on there yeah so it's like they've just compiled into like one but set. when is hamilton coming I out on know, blu -ray? No, i know we get asked that all the time do you yeah we actually do oh nothing. you're like nothing yeah. he just doesn't want to 
Even though they filmed it, they have it. Honestly, Shout Factory used to put out a lot of stage, yeah. like more modern stage stuff. But I, I think, thought they might. I, no, I think the Hamilton but, thing is that it's going to be a big deal. I've, I've yeah. heard, um, you know, them talk about that they want to like release it theatrically as a movie, and then Fair it would enough, come to yeah. Blu-ray. So it's yeah. not just going to suddenly appear on Blu-ray yeah. one day, unfortunately. Um, so we also have Resurrection, another film I haven't heard about. 1980, Ellen Bernstein, Sam Shepard. A woman enters the afterlife briefly after a car crash that kills her husband, but she su su survives yeah. and finds herself possessing strange powers. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. like an like, X-Men prequel. They make it sound like, ooh, this is like some creepy horror movie. No, it's kind of like some sentimental oh, early 80s drama, you know. <sighs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's got a following. It actually, it? it wasn't on DVD or anything. Uh, until a few years back, and then okay. it finally came out on DVD, and now it's by Mill Creek. <laughs> no, it was, it was just like a universal, universal catalog sort of. Release, well, listen, so. it's popular enough that they're putting it out exactly, again, right? People like Ellen Burstyn, right? She's, yeah, she's that's right. Best. So Criterion put out a bunch of releases this week as well. We have Haxon. Uh, yeah, what's the subtitle? Like The Hacks. Devil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a silent film cataloging all the evil ways that Ooh, Satan makes himself yeah. known. And we—it's too bad we should have had this a few weeks ago for Halloween which would have been the perfect like Halloween yeah. spooky kind of watch. We're just getting it now. There were some, you know, criterion. Yeah, now get Canada, it for Movember. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mustache, yeah. the devil's facial hair. <laughs> have you seen Haxon though? I've yeah, a long time ago. Have you haven't seen, seen it? This. Like, it's, it is crazy. I was waiting for this Blu-ray to come out. I'm like, I'm going to watch it around Halloween. This it's year. too late now. You can't watch it. I can never watch it until next Halloween. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so yeah, don't buy the Blu-ray is what Mark is saying. No, <laughs> no this no, film no. is actually really fun and it's like crazy in a way that people don't usually associate with films there's like expressionist age so you get like a lot of crazy tableaus of like devils yeah. dancing and stuff like that um the, we are uh, criterion also put out you pronounce this mark uh mate one mate one yeah. there you go yeah, yeah not, the classic john matawan which is what i say and <laughs> which is what everybody thinks it is yeah. honestly and then you watch the movie and it's like somebody like Listen, the first, language you know, changes. Yes, yeah, somebody <laughs> says Matewan at a certain point, and you're like, oh. No, Matawan. <laughs> That's what I will continue yeah. saying. Um, but this is actually the first John Sales movie on Criterion, which is... Um, That's surprising. surprising, yeah. Where's uh, The Return of the Syracuse 7? I know. Uh, Sakakis. Sakakis. Oh, man, John I, Sales. You know, that movie's great, though. It I, is. I love that. I'm or Brother from Another Planet. Yeah. There's a lot of his early stuff that's out of print now. Did Ernest Dickerson shoot Brother from Another Planet? I think he did. He did, actually. Yeah, yeah that one's yeah. a really fun one. Yeah. Uh, can we get the other John Sale film finally on Blu-ray? Alligator. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> Alligator's a famous one that's never been on Blu-ray. never been at. Honestly, in terms of Blu-ray alone, I think only one of his films before this one has been on Blu-ray. And it was one of his 80, like Olive put out. I think I think it's like Baby It's You or one of his like oh, yeah. comedies that nobody even really Wait, not, um, what is the one with, uh, it's like Silver City or whatever? Silver City, yeah. Yeah, the Which George I like. Bush. I, I don't mind that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But this is probably his masterpiece. Yeah. Um, the, this is a film definitely. about like unionizing yep. and plays out like a Western. Uh, super fun. Yeah. I, if you haven't seen it, I would highly it's recommend kind of a it. Place to start with John Sayles, yeah. if you haven't seen anything, because mm -hmm. he is a bit of a daunting filmmaker. He has made so many films yeah. um, since, like, I was gonna, I would always get him confused like, with Jonathan Demme, because oh, okay. they both came out of that, like, uh, Roger Corman school they of did. filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, did John, John Sayles famously wrote Piranha, right? Yeah, he famously yeah. wrote Piranha and Alligator at the same and, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and depending who would come in, he'd switch typewriters <laughs> yeah. and which be is, like, oh yeah, I'm working on uh, Alligator. Yeah, which is hilarious to me, because his movies are so not genre. They're very, like, 
like humanistic, lived-in film he that just doesn't. Wrote uh, was it the Spiderwick Chronicles? He was he one did. of yeah. yeah. You're right. He did write that, and he was yeah. very happy about it at the time. Okay. He's like, I wish people would ask me to do more genre yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'd love but, to see yeah. him do some more. Um, he has but... a great cameo in uh, Joe Dante's matinee. He and Dick oh, Miller yes, play yeah, the yeah. like. Um, oh uh, yeah, they're. Per- protesting the, the the film that's playing yeah. and then they're like oh no we got paid off to do this to <laughs> yeah. drum up a little bit of publicity uh, Criterion is also putting out three silent classics by Joseph von Sternberg yeah uh, it's a film. He's a filmmaker that I've I never mean, really dived into. Yeah. I see, I've seen Shanghai Express, but the way that like people that were like cinephiles in the '60s talk about uh, him, yeah. he was like their king. Yeah, he the was kind wise. of like lush expressionist, uh, bordering on camp kind of lighting. Yep. You want to listen to uh, the commentary on Batman and Robin? You will hear Joel Schumacher talk at length about how the sequence <laughs> where. Uh, Umar Thurman as Poison Ivy uh, wears a gorilla suit is based on a scene from a Joseph von Sternberg Wow, film. Yeah. that's so. good to know. The more you know. <laughs> this one, I thought this had already been released on Blu-ray. On DVD. Oh, no. okay. Again, it, it was late. Like, all these Criterion releases were out in October, mm. so they were, through, they were a bit delayed. But they did put it out on DVD about a decade ago now. Okay. That actually went out of print, so yeah. it's Grab them on Blu-ray. available for a while. It did really well on DVD, though, when we did have it. Mm-hmm. So these three films in particular people really like. The set is basically the same thing, though, that was on DVD. So if you already have the DVD set, I don't know how much. Uh, high definition, is. Mark. <laughs> yeah, don't for, you understand? Sure, yeah. <laughs> and we also have When We Were Kings, a documentary of the 1974 heavyweight champion bout in, oh, man, I'm going to mispronounce Zaire. this. Zaire. Uh, Zaire. The Rumble in the Jungle between champion George Foreman and underdog challenger Muhammad Ali. Have you yeah. seen this one? I've never seen this no. one. Okay. <laughs> I know. Criterion Slate this month. I'm like, uh, I just- <laughs> Well, I mean, I've seen... Listen, if Rumble in the Jungle had been released before Halloween, (laughs) I I would have watched it. (laughs) No, I've always wanted to. I mean, this is like the Muhammad Ali documentary. Um, It's been out on DVD before, but like really bare bones one. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is just... this is If you have any sports fans in your life, Ali fans, like this is the gift to give. Yeah, 100%. Season, totally. Everybody has a Muhammad Ali fan in their right, family, so know, it's like the go-to. But I think it's the kind of film that even if you're not, like it is just a really <laughs> enjoyable documentary. You know, you know we uh, keep making these jokes of like, sports. get them for your uh, parents, know, right? and the fact is they'll be like, oh, well, I don't even have a DVD player <laughs> oh, yeah. anymore. Player <laughs> what is that? Uh, so now everyone's favorite section, the new films that new, are coming new, out this new, week. New, no, 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 no. <laughs> we got from Shout Factory, Ophelia, a reimagining of Hamlet told from Ophelia perspective starring Daisy Ridley never heard of this film have you yeah, have you seen no, it this was like a huge bomb apparently oh really um, yeah it came out it played festival I want to have it a different name for something yeah it did it, play Tiff. It did right no I think it was called Ophelia but yeah it's like you know it's the Hamlet story told from Ophelia's point of view I mean, yeah, they're trying to bank on Daisy Ridley's yeah. fame now. And, <laughs> and there was none, I guess. Na- yeah, I know. Naomi Watts and Clive Owen look so ridiculously photoshopped on the front of this <laughs> Their faces are so unflattering. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, look at that. Yeah, I mean... It, I'm shocked it you didn't, didn't see this. You always reviews. see the, yeah. like, C-lister films in movie theaters. Look, if somebody wants me to review it, sure. But, you know, just... <laughs> okay, so we also have Ambition, directed by New Line Cinema head himself, Robert, Robert Shea, Shea, who hasn't directed... the director's chair again. 
hasn't directed since the last Mitzi, everyone's favorite film. You don't remember Wasn't that? The last Mimsy? Oh, I don't know why I have Mitzi. <laughs> Maybe it's the last Mimsy. I think it's the last Mimsy. I like Mitzi better. Not that I've seen this film. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, ambition is they're, they're banking on it being like it's like Black Swan, oh and it's God, like really you guys are like five years too late. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they already do that? They've got that Netflix film out right now. It's kind of like that. I don't too. know. The uh, the one with Allison Williams. It's called uh, The Perfection. The Perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's not really like Black Swan. It's uh, more like a, a different Korean thing? revenge okay. film. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Robert Shea. I know he directed that one shot in Nightmare on Elm Street where the feet, where she runs up the stairs and her feet sink into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which He's, is great. Yeah, <laughs> great <laughs> shot. Um, I, and I they're really banking on that. On the <laughs> yeah. Like from the, you know, the math. I don't think they said the, the horror master behind Nightmare. Really? It's like, oh, did Wes Craven direct this? Oh no, Wes Craven's not around anymore. I mean, alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have The Wild Pear Tree from Cinema Guild. An unpublished writer returns to his hometown after graduating, where he seeks a sponsor, uh, publishes book, while dealing with his father's deteriorating indulgence in gambling. What do you know about this one, Mark? I love this movie. Really? Uh, yeah, Nuri Bilge... I'm going to mangle his name. Nuri Bilge Ceylan. <laughs> Ceylan. Yeah. Guy mm-hmm. who made Winter Sleep. Oh, Distance. right. Wait, how old, how long is this one? It's long. It's, okay. Uh, I saw good, Winter Sleep it's a good in three theaters. Hours. Oh, I saw it at TIFF, yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm, I am a big, big fan of him. I just... I love his movies. They're so lived in. They're so beautiful to look mm. at. They're hypnotic. Um... I, they're all long, but I just sink right into them. And this one, this one <laughs> fall <special>. right asleep. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this one, no, this one in particular is really great, though. Okay. Um, and it just, yeah, it just deals with yeah, like a writer coming home to mm-hmm. his like, and he he comes home to his like kind of like poor family. Yeah. His dad's like a degenerate and everything, and he just thinks he's better than the rest of them now because he's gone away and he's going to be this writer and everything. But then it clearly becomes apparent that he's just kind of an asshole (laughs) he's just like no no you're probably just gonna be stuck here yeah he's like he just keeps getting blows to his like writing ambition so that's what you like you're like yeah you take it so like i don't know it just feels so real to me Mm. his characters (laughs) it's me they're complex you know and like the main character is like kind of a dick but you still like not sympathize with him but you're still involved in his story Mm. it just, uh, I just love this film. I really do. And Cinema Guild put a, re- they usually don't put tons on their releases, but this is a two disc set and they have six hours of behind the scenes documentaries. Six hours? Six hours. The whole second disc is behind the scenes featurettes and stuff. Well, what, I mean, is it just raw footage if it's <laughs> no, that long? No, like it's interviews, it's behind the scenes with like how it was written. Mm. It's like the whole process uh, of it being made. Uh, now you're selling so, it to me, Mark. What are you doing? You, you monster. Like, you like Winter Sleep? I, I do like Winter Sleep. Okay. But I know, but you I was like, like no Blu-rays this week. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, no, yeah. <laughs> you got me. So anyway, Especially that I'm trying to uh, avoid horror films and genre films after Halloween. There a little tired. And I'm like, what art films do you have to watch? for this one. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal last year. I mean, mm-hmm. It took a while to come out on disc because it was, you know, it was a... <laughs> they need to build those documentaries. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Wait, but so... It is, if you like world cinema... Yeah, you gotta watch this gotta one, right? You gotta watch this movie. I mean, if you're a fan of him already, you've probably already seen yeah. it. But, you know. so, okay, so I'm sure you have to have seen this one. It's released by Elevation. It's Canadian. A Brother's Love. <laughs> it's directed by one of Xavier Delon's actors. I'm sorry, I haven't seen this one. I know. <laughs> 
but I wanted to mention it. I mean, I know this actress from Heartbeats. I yeah. think she was was her was where I first saw. She's her. in a lot of she's in a lot of films. Stuff. Yeah, um, and she's directing her own thing now, and it actually looks pretty interesting. It looks mm-hmm. it looks cool. But I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I got I nothing. Seen it. What, Mark? I this is why I have you on this podcast because you go and see all of these press screenings, and I see it pop up in my like Facebook feed, and Mark is like, another Canadian film. I have to yeah, go watch the Canadian stuff on me a lot, which I honestly don't mind half the time. But you somehow um, dodged this one? Somehow, like, this one never even came out theatrically. Really? Before. Yeah, I honestly never heard it, about this. It's a Quebec film, until, right? Yeah, yeah okay. A, so it probably came out in Quebec. Yeah. I didn't even hear about this at all until it came out. But I think it played some festivals in Europe. Like, European festivals love yeah. Quebec cinema, so I think it played at either, like, a Berlin or something mm-hmm. like that. But... Um, I don't know. I, I really liked her in Heartbeats. I thought she was like had a really good presence yeah. on screen, and I'm just interested to see what she does with her own film. Did you really. see the film that was uh, directed? I don't remember the title, but Xavier De La Cinematographer. It was like Adrenaline or something like that. Oh, um, on, on Dorfin. Uh, yeah. I did, oh I my did god. See that film, uh, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, or did you like that one? I I didn't hate it, but I didn't. So love pretentious. It. I kinda, yeah, it was pretentious. I liked some of the visuals. <laughs> yeah, me too. Doing. In about halfway, you can tell it's like a cinematographer's yeah, film. When you know? realize, like, oh no, he's not gonna pay this off. Yeah, it's just gonna be a shaggy dog story it doesn't go anywhere. I'm sure if you sat down with him and he explained it he'd be like oh, this is what it really yeah, means man yeah. and you'd be like oh okay now I get it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a film that Samuel Goldwyn is trying to sneak out under the wire oh, know, so nobody right? notices <laughs> Super Size Me Too Dude, is out Holy Chicken is this movie was supposed to come out I think two three years ago and then yeah, um, Morgan Spurlock <laughs> tried to get ahead of the fact that he is a garbage he, person yeah. and he made a press announcement of it about it and it blew up in his face yeah I mean as it should uh, I mean Morgan Spurlock were you a big fan before then no (laughs) you know we all saw it Super Size Me when it came out didn't like it very much I honestly thought he was kind of a dick in Super Size Me like the way he treated his wife a little bit there were a few moments in Super Size Me where I was like because I actually didn't see it right when it came out I only saw it like after that for some reason Mm -hmm. I was like I should watch this and I kind of threw it on yeah and I just thought he was kind of like arrogant. You know? mm. He just kind of came off like a dick. So I'm not surprised that you know all power reveals came out. About <laughs> yeah, him. yeah. Uh, um, I mean that he actually got tried to get ahead of, and yeah. oh boy, did not work out for no. him. A lot of people were like, "Why is he saying that?" Okay, yeah, well, right, goodbye. Sure. Uh, but I did. I remember seeing his Osama bin Laden movie in theaters yeah. when it came out and hating it. <laughs> so I haven't seen anything. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes that. Since then, he had like a TV show as well, he right? Did. He did a few more movies. Um, the next Michael Moore. Yeah, he nope. Did, he's done several movies since the Osama bin Laden one, but I yeah. haven't seen any of them. Nobody and, then he's like, and now it's like, well, people really like Super Size Me, so does let he, me do that again. Does he eat KFC every day and Super Size Me too? I don't know. What does he do in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, guess what? It's some kind I'll of never holy know. chicken. So yeah, maybe it's a KFC thing or, or it's just about chicken. Like religious? <laughs> I don't know. No, nobody cares about more. No, Available for rental at Basement we, we still have it. So listen, I mean. you're not. It's not your place to judge what other people should watch. You make it available. Look, that's like Avi Longlois of the Cinematheque. Exactly. You save everything. Super Size Me Two is a thing. It came out. <laughs> it's got name. It's a name brand recognition. Yeah, that's right. So if it sits on the wall and dies a slow death, then that's fine by me. That is you know, one that I know there. I'll see in the bargain bin. Just. <laughs> 
something through. I think we've already sold off a couple of his lesser known documents nobody ever touched. So uh, Universal E1 is also putting out scary stories to tell in the dark, a movie that I did not like. Yeah, I saw this one. I had to review this. Yeah, um, this is one that yeah, like, I didn't like this it, It's weird that like sometimes you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, hmm, yeah. this is not working at all. Yeah, and like this is one that like evidently does not work. Um, just, it's based on the famous yeah. like book of short stories. It is, but it's not really, because it's obviously just a book of short stories. Yeah. So they kind of make their own new story. Ah, but it's so weird because but like. they use some of the characters. The iconography the of those iconography, stories. But it's like this new story with these kids who have like, there's this haunted house and this lady who had a book of stories. But there's blah, like blah, blah, such blah, blah. an like easy way thing, to so. write this yeah. where those stories start to happen to these yeah, characters. exactly. And then you get to play with like meta textual like mm -hmm. almost scream like oh I know this is a story how do I get around yeah, it kind of thing kind of what they no do. they don't because well, they, you never hear like the story to like yeah. okay we're gonna like the stories are gonna come to life mm -hmm. for everybody and then kill them okay cool but you're right they never no. actually yeah because the stories kind of like come to life in the book but yeah. it's not the story you're seeing no. it's like just the character just from that story from it. Yeah. yeah it almost assumes that you've read this thing and you're scared of this already mm -hmm. so the idea of it coming to life will scare you yeah but to me, I'm like, it's just a smiling large lady. I don't understand what there is yeah, to be scared of of this. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, oh, okay, this is this kid's like yeah. deepest, darkest fear from like childhood. But, like, uh, but it comes out of nowhere. It's just like all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, I had this dream about some like creepy like jangly man thing, and then there's the jangly man. Or like a like, character will be like, oh, this is like a campfire story yeah. that I used to. But it doesn't tell you <laughs> what the story is, know. so you're like, huh? And it also goes really big at the end in a way yeah. that's like, oh my god, this doesn't well, like set CGI it up like chase they, scene. They set it up for a franchise. Too. Ugh, like, yeah, no, thank one you. Of those, like typical like, well, here we're setting it up for the sequel if you yeah. guys are interested. But like, I still think these people are alive, and we're gonna go and save I them. Know. It just felt like, um, it felt like they were just ripping, I'm not even a fan of like the new It movies either. Really, Ugh, love them. Yeah, I don't really like him, uh, but it felt like it was trying to be like it, it did try to fight. Uh, but I like that like, guy's other films, like a Troll Hunter, the director. I really like the Autopsy of Jane Doe know. as well. I've never really been into him. But yeah. is Guillermo del Toro not a good producer? Because like, what is a film that he's produced? That's like weird. horror film. Um, don't question. be afraid of the dark. I didn't see that. Uh, oh, he did. He did Mama. He did Mama, which I yeah, didn't yeah, really it's like, okay. Obviously. Yeah, uh, it's no It too. I'm like the, the same director. Yeah, I love I'm not, him. I'm not into All right, we'll probably talk about yeah, this when well, the I It mean, movie comes out. Come out soon, but I'll just yeah. say that it, the, the It movies are the exact right adaptation of big blockbuster Stephen King books. It yeah. is the literal translation <laughs> of those books to cinema. And if people want something deep and creepy, you haven't read a Stephen King book in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, All right, we'll, we'll talk about, talk about this later. I got some thoughts on it. But we'll, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, well, it chapter will... two is coming out in December. Yeah, well, sometime. speaking of Stephen, yeah. uh, not Stephen King, Joe Hill, his adaptation yeah. of his uh, novel Nosferatu, yeah. season, season one. one. Uh, <laughs> season one. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It's a show. It's an ongoing yeah. show. I mean, I the, the I book know. is about a, like a vampire that rides around an ice cream yeah, van, right? taking kids to like. Christmas Town, where he <laughs> brutally kills them. I don't know how you would adapt that into a ongoing series, but yeah, I don't you know, know, people are trying. It's like the Mr. Mercedes uh, TV show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Stephen King, man, is just so huge. Even if it's not Stephen King, it's like his son. It's just like anything Stephen King. I actually really, really like. So um, uh, I like Joe Hill a lot. Yeah, uh, and I actually really like Owen Hill a lot too. People okay, don't. Uh, Owen, Owen King, because he goes by Owen King. Right. Um, he wrote a book about like a father son. It's about like filmmakers. That oh, was his okay. first book that came out. I don't remember the title, but it's 
it's one that people never talk about. I would recommend that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't watched the series, but I'm curious. I don't know. A- yeah, AMC did it, I believe. Did you see Stephen know. King was like being a baby online and saying like the AV Club never gives him any no good way. reviews? Really? Yeah, and like some people for, who work from the AV Club were like, you know, we make like minimum wage. Like we're That's not here so to like dunk on no. you, you friggin' almost billionaire. No, I hate when billionaires complain about getting bad reviews. Yeah. Oh, they're so mean Sorry, to me. Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen yeah. King, who has the worst taste in movies. <laughs> I know. He, has, he, he really does. He, he had um, a year where he used to do, I guess, an Entertainment Weekly, his top ten. I was just going to say that. Uh, he did columns. Yeah, yeah and uh, I think there was like three Jason Statham films oh, on his God. top ten he of the year. the worst columns, the worst top ten list. And it, I think oh. Death Race 2000. Oh, no. Uh, Death, it was just Death, Death Race. Race. Yeah, yeah it was Jason Statham. He loved Death Race. Because uh, he just loves Jason Statham. He admitted it in that column. He so bad movies. Well, he openly said he just goes to the movies like every week, right? And mm-hmm. just sees like the trash that comes out every week and likes this trash that comes out every week. So, Universal, I mean, you know, it's good because he can give quotes to actually good movies every now and then and it can, like, elevate Yeah, look, I I still love Stephen King. Yeah, I love Stephen King. I just, like, stop whining about getting bad reviews. (laughs) Even though that, actually, I really liked his new book, uh, what is it, The Institute. I really enjoyed. Stephen King books, I can just blow through in a day and a half. I just read them all. I haven't read a new one in a while. Really? You should ask, uh, it doesn't even partner, she reads all the new Stephen King books when they come out? Not anymore. No? No? So, I can't remember even the last one she read was well tell her the institute is good okay. recommended yeah. from justin the clue i will i will yeah i mean and i hated the outsider which is the one that yeah, people really okay. liked Oof, which is also getting an hbo miniseries I know, there's... ben mendelstein <laughs> what stephen king can we mine next yeah i mean everything is mine there's nothing left speaking of ripoffs or you know <laughs> exploitation right. undercover brother 2 i can't believe this movie's <laughs> coming out you know i got a little bit excited because yeah. michael j white is on the cover I know, and I, know. I was like oh man they're gonna make it like a stealth black dynamite I mean, like, film yeah. so so, uh, I haven't watched it, but I read some reviews. Michael J. White goes in a coma early on in the no film. Way. Yes, he Are does. Are you kidding me? I'm not even kidding you. They couldn't yeah. even get Michael J. White for the entire movie. That's so sad. Because I thought, like, yeah, I thought they might do the same. Or it was just sad to me in the first place. Why don't they just hire the Black Dynamite director? Black Dynamite. Yeah. Why can't they just make Black Dynamite, Dynamite 2, first yeah. of all? But they can make Undercover it. Brother 2? Universal just, I guess. Backdraft I guess 2. The first Undercover Brother does have Inside a Man too. Though. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Oh, well, I we haven't watched Inside Man. Brother, right? Uh, uh, I don't because, think we did. Well, because it came out on Blu-ray <gasps> recently. Wait, yeah, I, I think, think Chris Katan is an Undercover Brother, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? We talked about Undercover Brother. Well, yeah, because I think okay, I read a review yeah. they couldn't get Chris Katan back, yeah, and they're like, yeah, what? That, How did you not that's get That's sad, right Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, who is, that, who is this movie for? Other than people yeah. that see Michael J. White and like Black Dynamite mm-hmm. and want that kind of like, and then they'll just be disappointed. So it's for no I one. I think that's what it is. I think it's just trying to confuse people yeah. a bit. You put it out there and you're like, oh, okay, it's a sequel. Oh, I know this guy. It's Black Dynamite. Yeah. Okay, Undercover Brother. That's a Eddie Griffith. Title. I think they're just mixed. Wait, it's how like, could they have not gotten Eddie Griffith back? People mix up Undercover Brother and Black, yeah, Black Dynamite. Dynamite. It's, like, it's the same movie. Like, I would love to know who is in charge of like the sequel division of Universal. <laughs> like, all right, what movie should we sequelize next? Take a look at the shelf. Yeah. Like, he has like a dart and he just like throws it at a wall yeah. and he's like I guess we're making Undercover Brother too. <laughs> I should go look at the Universal Catalog oh, and man. see if I can write some emails and pitch some films like listen yeah. I'll make this you just hey, give the minimal done, budget. They've done four Jarhead movies now. I will yeah, happily like... make a Jarhead film. <laughs> I'll make it a siege. Wait there's already a Jarhead the siege? Yeah, oh no probably, I'm screwed. Yeah. No there is. Great. One of them stars Scott Atkins and Michael That's J. Crazy. White. It's like this isn't an action <laughs> no. franchise though. It never was. Well it is now. Yeah, Speaking of action Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw is coming out Universal, a movie I was so excited for when it came. I mean, you're not a Fast and Furious head like I am, right? Oh, I was. 
was. Oh, you were? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Of the early ones? I like was a total Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 1? Uh, Controversial yeah, I, statement. I, I the worst it. of the franchise. See, I disagree with you. That's yeah, my favorite. So bad. That's my favorite. So bad. I hate uh, it. I love it. And I've watched all of the Fast and Furious films mm-hmm. with my friends yeah. over the last three movies that have come out. We've sat down and done them all. Even though... Yeah, my, you marathon them, right? Yeah, my friend uh, edits the, the bad yeah, ones we yeah. don't like into the... He calls it the family cuts. Right. So I think the first <laughs> one <laughs> is down to 45 minutes and you know what you don't miss this thing see that's crazy to me because the first one the first one <laughs> it's see i but i might be a bit of a contrary <laughs> yeah you are i feel like white like yeah like these movies as they've gotten bigger yes. and better and i did like that up to a point fast five is my second favorite well, sure <laughs> after the first one yeah this is uh, a very interesting opinion considering yeah. that there are so Opposite to yeah, each other. Yeah, I love Fast Five. I really do. Because yeah. I think that was the first one for me that really embraced that, like, big, over-the-top, ridiculous... They did it a bit in, like... But now you're a guy CGI that's like, really bad. oh, they should but just go just back to stealing anymore. DVDs. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Okay, but on it, but I haven't this. seen any Fast Seven. I've Well, okay, uh, I so love Fast Paul Seven. Paul Walker died... Fast Seven, beautiful. Fast I did Eight, like, I did boring. Like Paul yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't do it after Paul Walker died, and I just... And also with this, I just can't get behind Jay. And stay them. I'm sorry. And the Rock, like, I like the Rock, and I like. I love when, I like the when rock they one. brought him into the you series. I don't like that he's taking over the series, though, and I don't like that Jason Statham's taking over. Well, he's the not series. taking over the series because Vin Diesel will have nothing to do with well, him. Well, I know it's a, and it's Listen, just like, and I don't even particularly. I'm not like pro Vin Diesel. Yeah, time, but like, I mean Vin Diesel is. Uh, you know what? I'm you pro know, Vin Diesel. I, I like Vin Diesel. And Supposedly, like, he's very creatively yeah. involved with he those is, films. Totally so, like is. a lot of the parts that like I love about those movies, a real lunkhead kind mm-hmm. of decision, are pure Vin which, Diesel, yeah, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, so I love that. And was Vin Diesel out of the franchise? Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I didn't know. See, I okay. haven't seen any since seven. It is so, so winky and like we know yeah. we're dumb and it doesn't work. You can't and make a Fast and the Furious movie like that. See it, well, Justin know? Lin is not like that. Who yeah. made five and six? I like Justin Lin a lot, and he's yeah. back for the new one. So okay. I'm definitely excited. Even see, though no Paul Walker, mm, that hurts. It hurts. I really liked Paul Walker. That really hurt me. With really? Paul. Have you seen all the funny memes like the "You're the Man Now" dog things, where <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where it's like, "Get out of my face! I am in your face!" And then Paul Walker has been Diesel's <laughs> <know>. face. <laughs> Yeah. It's very it's funny. Pretty it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe another time uh, I will wax about uh, my love for the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. And it's very deep continuity. <laughs> love it. I know. I do love a lot. Like, from one to seven, I really, I have issues with yeah. certain ones. But I do love that whole series of films. I went mm-hmm. to see them all opening night yeah. for a while. Um, I do really like the family, if yeah. you want to call it that. You know, I, I, I just at you... a certain point I'm getting burnt out now, and it's just they're like too they're too much like superhero movies yeah. now, and I can't get behind. I can it give you my controversial <laughs> ranking. Okay, it's my favorite are, mm, you know what? Probably seven, five, six, two. Oh no, sorry, it'd probably be uh, maybe seven, five, two. I love part I two. Do, I do like part two, two is yeah, really great. Fun. You know what? And then number one is at the bottom. No, <laughs> I hate number I one. Think, okay, my ranking of the seven would be <laughs> yeah. One, five, <laughs> insanity. <laughs> you know, you you contain multitudes. One, I mean. five, two, seven, mm. 
six, yeah. three, four. Yeah. Four, three. Four, three. Four, three. Kind of three. Respectable, respectable. Yeah, three, three I liked a lot when I was a kid. And then oh, I it's bad. watched it recently, and it's Wait, like, who wow. who stars I, in that movie? Uh, Lucas, Lucas Black. Black. And he's oh, such a dick in it. And it's uh, like. What's I love <laughs> in part seven, where they show the tag oh at the God, end of part know, three, and then it cuts to Lucas Black, which is supposed to be moments oh, later, God. and he looks so old. I know. I hate <laughs> so Lucas good. Black so much. You know what? Lucas Black probably hates himself as well. And they tried to like, it's like, this is the guy that's going to replace Paul Walker? No, he's no, never going to replace no, Paul Walker. They didn't even try, though. No, like, he, he wasn't even in the but movie. But in 3, I felt like, at that time, they were trying to, like, yeah. let's reboot it. And like, yeah, they were. Black, well, they didn't know what it was. Walker. Exactly. So. But, uh, anyways. 4 has its moments. 4 has its moments. It's, it's got pretty really boring. bad CGI. <laughs> I, I love really that CGI. Bad. The know, speed racer at the end. You have to go through the caves and everything. And Vin Diesel. moments, though, yeah. Vin Diesel has, like, detective powers where you can see in the past. All right. We got to get off Fast and the Furious. The Kitchen from 2019. You see this one? I didn't know. Everybody said it's bad. Really bad reviews, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, um, and it's one of those movies that, like, in the slot, it was coming out, and how little buzz there was behind it. You're like, oh yeah, the studio yeah. doesn't have much faith in this one. So interesting idea. I mean, yeah, great cast. Yeah, great cast. I love all of them. Uh, what a bummer. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. See more female-led action films mm-hmm. like do well, and I maybe I don't know. I never yeah. saw it, so maybe it's just bad. So uh, maybe we're wrong. Yeah, maybe uh, it's maybe, actually, yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's decent. Great. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, well, I don't know. I like how you won't even go. Like, maybe it's decent. Maybe it's decent. Maybe it's good. <laughs> no I one mean, can see Mark doing like a Larry though, David, you know. like. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also have Obsession, which, how many movies are called Obsession? So I did watch this movie. From the uh, Did you watch it because you're a huge fan of the director's previous film, Risk Cutters, a love story? I actually don't really like Risk Cutters. No, nobody yeah, does. A I, Rogers video staple. I know. I really wanted to see it when it came out. I'm like, this is the coolest so premise emo. ever. And then I watched it. I'm like, this is just like lame yeah. Jim Jarmusch or something. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, harshest of all birds. Jim Jarmusch burn. But now he's directing a really bad, like, really, it's like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> See this one, because <laughs> I just have it. I I love bad thrillers. Oh, just, do you? And Mackay, the cover's so funny. It's like Mackay Pfeiffer looking like really like big and kind of like bloated <laughs> now. And then some some actress who I don't know yeah. really badly photoshopped on it. So yeah, he based Mackay Pfeiffer finds himself in some like rural town somewhere yeah. for some reason and takes a job. <laughs> you saw this movie? I know. Yeah. I'm like, from even my memory, like the first ten minutes, I'm like, what is like? What is going this on? I don't care yeah. about this exposition. Just get to the good stuff. So he starts working for Brad Dourif on his farm. I do love Brad Dourif. I do love Brad Dourif. And Brad Dourif is, Dourif is married to this much younger Russian wife who looks mm. like it's like a Russian yeah. mail order bride situation. They start an affair. Does Brad Dourif go crazy at the end? Well, the thing is, I was expecting Brad Dourif to be like vile or something. Like, yeah. you know, they're But like, he's just oh, a good guy. He's actually just a good guy in it. though. Uh, <laughs> and, like, and Mackay Pfeiffer and the other actors are just horrible people. So the whole time you're like, but I'm not really sympathetic. Wouldn't it have been amazing if Brad Dourif becomes like the protagonist of the movie. I would have liked that, you know, because Brad Dourif's not bad in it. Yeah. You know, he's likable. I imagine Brad Dourif like with like the big walrus mustache and he's like working on a farm and he's like yeah. just skeezy and gross. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. He's like, he works on a farm but he's got this dream of building like this, he's got this land and he's going to yeah. build like a motor park for families and <laughs> he's got this whole dream and he's so into it. You're like, 
I like, you know. Yeah, Brad Dourif. I, 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 I hope you get yeah. this done, but then you know they're scheming and everything. Ugh, kind of, I don't know. It was really bad. It you know it's worth a few laughs, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so trust machine, the story of blockchain. Uh, blockchain is something that like I've had people try to explain <laughs> yeah, it you know, to me. Blockchain? I'm like, it's a form of currency, and they're like, you don't understand. Yeah, you don't know, man. Yeah, but I think it's pretty much kind of like been folded up and tried to be put away, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't seen this documentary. I mean, the Maybe thing they explain about this it. documentary is it's directed by Alex Winter, who has been, who is obviously yeah, Bill, Bill. from Bill and Ted. Uh, but he in the last when's this Frank several, Zappa documentary know, coming well, out? Even the last few years has been going hard into these tech documentaries. Yeah, that's he did a big one thing. Deep Web. And he did one about the Panama Papers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, every few years we've been putting out like a new like tech documentary. About, you should like, have dark an science. Alex Winter section. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> we have to start one soon. Yeah, you could have those documentaries and it's <laughs> and real Freak. mag Freak. <laughs> Which is great. If people yeah. haven't seen Freaked, yeah. you gotta see Freaked. Freaked is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. That, that needs a good like Blu-ray upgrade. Um, that movie tanked so bad it like took him away from that style, mm -hmm. which makes me very sad. But, you yeah, know. He just does like really kind of docs, yeah. docs now, which is cool. I'm, I'm into it, but I'd like him to do Yeah, another crazy. Film. Well, because he had a co director as well that he worked with. Maybe that was did, more his yeah. style than. But he's yeah. going to be back on screen with uh, Bill and Ted Face wait. the Music. Can't <laughs> I'm wait. I'm so excited for that. Uh, from I think it's from a Mr. Anonymous Journeyman himself, it who's is, a director, yeah. the guy it's who made Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it, it, Dean Pearson. Yeah, Dean Pearson, who also did who's Red okay, 2. Yes. Yeah, Red 2, the famous movie where Bruce Willis gave an interview it's like why are you interviewing me about this you don't <laughs> yeah, care that's all I, I never saw that movie that's that all was I fun. about it so we also have the art of racing in the rain what have we been talking about <laughs> you want to talk about yeah this? Well, I don't have anything to say about it other than it's a dog it's based a dog movie, movie. <laughs> do they have voices <laughs> No, not in this one. Oh, I think this is do a, they race themselves? A realistic dog. Boo! <laughs> no, thank you. But the dog allows Milo Ventimiglia to find himself. <laughs> well, so. Kevin Costner was in the crowd, so I was hoping the voice of the dog yeah, was voiced maybe, by Kevin Costner. Maybe it's possible. Hey, how's it going? That's my Kevin Costner, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like. Uh, this one is directed by the guy who made My Week with Marilyn. Oh, I hated My Week with Marilyn. <laughs> what do you mean? The Oscar nominated My Week with Marilyn? Oh, my God. Love Michelle Williams. Yes. And I thought Whew. she was great in that movie. But yeah. Give her like a better Marilyn Monroe. He has not like. directed a movie since my week was Marilyn. Good. Which is, oh man. Has he not been directing movies on your call? Know, like yeah. you're like, I've hello? Been, I've been making some calls. <laughs> Director and then jail? They finally comes. It's like, oh, we got this dog movie we, you're we like, need to make. I will allow All it. Right, I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, I remember reading it was kind of a hit when it came out. Like, yeah, people really liked this dog movie. movies. It's based on a book, right? I think mm -hmm, it's yeah. like a big hit. So. You should make a dog section like Marley and me. Honestly, the art of racing dog, in the rain. There's like a dog's journey, journey. a dog's purpose, a and dog's you, way home. And there's a section where it's like dogs die a lot in this movie, <laughs> yeah. which is, I yeah, think, yeah, a dog's yeah. journey. Yep. Or is it a dog's purpose? Because dog's. its purpose is to die, I guess. Uh, it's no, one dog's of those. journey, he died. Because the dog's journey is all about reincarnation. Reincarnation, right? How so does like this. Different uh, families. Wait, wait, wait. But stuff. how does this kind of equal out to all the religious people who these movies are being sold to? Great question. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> Finally, I don't know why this is the last one. I guess save the best for last. The yeah, Fall so. of the American Empire, uh, directed by Denis Arquette. I didn't see this one. Yeah. Mark, you saw it. What? 
I mean, Mark, all right, you're gonna have to step up. You gotta see all these Canadian films. I assume I you've seen shame, them. Yes. I've only seen <gasps> one Denny Arcon film. What? And it's not any of his like big. Which one did you see? Days of Darkness. Ah, uh, what? Which I, That's which the I one you saw? Liked. Yeah. I don't... He has an amazing film, I know, which has I, never I been really released see his stuff, on DVD or Blu-ray, called Gina, which is he mm. made a film on uh, unionizing at a cotton mill. Right. It was banned by the NFB, so he turned around and he made an exploitation. I spit on your grave style film, but that still implemented the plot is about filmmakers who go to a cotton mill to make right. a documentary, yeah. and in the process they meet a prostitute who gets abused and takes revenge on people. Okay. People are like thrown into um, wow. snow um, threshers and stuff like that. It was remastered by Elephant, which is a company in Quebec who does remaster of Quebec film. Unfortunately, they do not do DVDs or Blu-ray, so you yeah. get it on iTunes and rent it for a couple of bucks, but they don't do physical media. They gotta do physical We've media! We've had a few people ask about this yeah. over the years too, and I've always been interested. It seems like a very undenny or yeah. type thing, but they wish more of these like yeah. films from Quebec. People like the fall of the American Empire when it came yeah, out. I heard good uh, things about it's it. not really related to the other films. I don't think any yeah. of the characters transitioned. Not in the way that um, fall of I don't remember what the first uh, decline. Of decline the of a yeah. Empire. Decline of the American civilization and yeah. <laughs> barbarian invasions. barbarian yeah. invasions. Which uh, yeah, you know, it's socialized kind of medicine like, yeah. is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah then the Afghan. He's not the same. He doesn't have the same cachet as like Xavier Dolan. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember his last film, An Eye for Beauty, didn't really yeah. do much for us. Do people anything. still care about Xavier Dolan though? Has has his star shone bright I mean, and then gone the out? Death and Life of John F. Donovan, which is coming out soon. We'll but what about, about the other stuff. one that came out yeah, in theaters, which Matthias you didn't like either? Yeah. I liked it. Um, I didn't love it though. Yeah. It, it was more of like a return to form in the sense that okay, he's making like a lower budget film with him and his friends in Quebec. It's like a more of a return to like heartbeats kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't really cover any new ground that he hasn't already covered a lot. Yeah. So, Is it, I mean, he's so... And I didn't find the relationships in it that fleshed out or anything. Okay, So yeah. it felt like he but kind of made it, it on the fly. stylish? Like, and did it have yeah, pop stylish, songs in it? Less pop songs than I would expect. Yeah. Death and Life of John F. Donovan went like... And see, that really killed him because he's like, I'm going to make my like big American movie. Yeah. But I'm going to pull took, take all my tropes. He, he uses so many pop songs and like bad pop songs. Yeah. He uses like... I think he uses like three doors down. Like really <laughs> Kryptonite? Bad. Yeah, yeah. Something like Be that. Be my Superman. It it's not bad, but it's Kryptonite. Like that. It's all yeah. like bad, like mid 2000s. Yeah, like when he was growing up. up. Yeah. And it was just an awful movie. But, you know, this new one's better. I don't know. We'll see where he goes from here. <laughs> still, ma- I think he's making a TV show next. Is he? Something. I like Lawrence Always. Lawrence Anyways? Yeah. yeah anyways. I love that film. Yeah. And I love a lot of his films. Oh, I actually like Tom at uh, Tom like at Tom Affair. Tom Farm a lot. Yeah. yeah. I Killed My Mother I really like. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Mommy's great too. I like did that. not like, uh, was it Heart Beats? Yeah. yeah. Heart Beeps, the Alan yeah, Arkish yeah, right. film, <laughs> which uh, just got announced that I think Kino yeah, is putting it out. putting that out. Kino. <laughs> so yeah, so that's our, I guess, the Canadian section yeah. of the podcast. We got, we got one more new one though. Wait, do we? Did I miss one? Corporate Animals. It is from Patrick Bryce. Yeah, the guy who made Creep. made the Creep movies, which I really enjoy, so mm. if you like Creep. <laughs> but you didn't see it. What a recommendation. This, this is like one of those, like, I think people go out of office workers going to work retreat thing or something. Yeah. And like, he made that, like, th- isn't he the one who directed like, that, like, indie film that had, like, every indie actor in the world and, like, Alex Ross Perry starred in it? Or am I thinking of a different uh, movie? I think that's a... Di- he, I know he directed The Overnight. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. Schwartzman. Yes, movie? that's the one. I'm. Th- th- it's not the same one. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I know the one you're... T- I can't remember the title. That's somebody else. Yeah, that's somebody else. Okay. The Overnight. The Overnight right, right. was okay. Yeah. Um, but the Creed movies are really 
I just want to talk about the Creed movies. <laughs> you just great. love the Creed Martin movies? Never so seen them. Gra- oh, no? They yeah, so someone was like, yeah, down or ending. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. The first one's better than the second one. Okay. But I don't know. They're both really... You just love Mark Duplass. Like That's Mark the Duplass real... A lot. And he's perfect at it. Oh, is he? He plays... Do you like The well. League, the TV show that he... I've never seen The it's League. It's very actually. funny. I hear good things. Yeah, yeah, I watched it before I even knew who Mark Duplass was. Okay. And I just found... Because it's also Nick Kroll mm-hmm. and like... Um, a whole bunch of other funny comedy people. Right. So, yeah, a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Yep. Do you have the League at Bay Street video? We had it for sale. Okay, uh, it's gone now. It, though. Yeah, and it didn't really sell. A lot of sitcom stuff doesn't sell well hmm. for us. Unless it's like classic sitcom yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think and people that, just that, download yeah. it or stream it. Mm-hmm. But you guys have the Creep movies, right? We have the Creep movies, definitely. Creep so. 1 and 2. And two. And apparently they're making a third one. So Are they? It's, it's going to be a trilogy. It's so yeah. cheap to make. They're so cheap. That, um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Honestly, they're a lot of fun. And I'm so burnt out with found footage but these are like the best new found footage movies what if they replace Mark Duplass though then I wouldn't want that. <laughs> no interest. Unless you're replacing Wasn't it with Mark like Duplass yeah, and like a. He's been in like some really funny like big budget movies. Wasn't he the yeah. Lazarus Project or oh something like God, that? Oh my God, that movie's terrible. That's a movie I had to review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awful. Yeah, he he shows up every once in a while. Like I remember he was in Zero Dark. 30 yeah, but everybody like was in Zero scene, Dark Thirty. Like, Scott Atkins was yeah, in Zero Dark was. Thirty. We yeah. are the Mark Duplass fan club. Ethan yep. Hawke to Mark Duplass. Send us your messages about Mark Duplass. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I guess that's it for the week. Yeah. Uh, as per usual, we have to rush to open the store, and by we, we mean Mark. <laughs> Just me. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with all the new stuff coming yeah, out. Could be a big Kino haul next week. It may, probably. <laughs> Remember, uh, review us on iTunes. We yes. do not have enough reviews for it to show yeah, up please, yet, so please, please, please. I know y'all are loving this. Yeah, we have more than 100 people. I like, know. Just people five like people it. review us on iTunes, please. please. And uh, subscribe, of course. Yes, please. And what else? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, follow Basic Video on Twitter, yep. Facebook. Come visit the store as Come well. Come visit the store, 1172 Bay Street at Bay and Bloor. Mark is always here during I'm the day. literally always here. I sleep here. <laughs> so, uh, I guess until next week, my name is Justin Boo. And I'm Mark Hansen. Keep buying and renting, baby! Yeah! These movies and many more are available at your local video store.